0: is going down ladies and gentlemen welcome to another edition of the comic bookies podcast myself mike sean and mark are back for episode 103 right now we are currently live on youtube and twitch so come on in chat with us say hello you know stick around and enjoy the live recording of the episode a huge week for both sports and comics over on the sports side that's what we're doing first champions league round of eight games this week nba all-star break we have a Local boy Steph Curry winning the three point contest. Dak Prescott becomes the second highest paid quarterback in NFL history. Yeah, folks, you heard that right. Dak Prescott becomes the second highest paid quarterback in NFL history. We will definitely discuss that. NASCAR is in Phoenix this week, and we discuss uh, someone, you know, someone close to our hearts, one in Las Vegas as well. Over on the comic book side, we have a huge, huge discussion to have about comic books over the last few weeks. A light stack this week in the new comics, though disney plus is removing a lot of things uh 2021 cancel culture is here and it's here to stay but disney plus also has some good news we'll let you know what that is but bad news hbo max had a little glitch on their hands so we'll let you know what that was all that more on a live episode of 103 of the comic podcast please join us will you let's go And welcome back ladies and gentlemen to the comic bookies podcast episode 103 is here all three of us guys are here so come and join us on youtube and on twitch this episode like every single week is brought to you by treasure island comics in fremont california today march 10th is new comic book day so go see alex and he'll get you on a pull list going he's got everything you need and then some um mark glad to have you back bro you were gone last week uh sean you are here again this week so what's going down fellas how's the week been so far
1: Killing, bro, it's going good man, nice Wednesday night, back to the normal schedule, we got Mark back, episode 103, YouTube world, Twitch world, what is going on guys, we got a fun episode in store for you guys, but no, everything's good man, had a couple uh, days of rain these past couple days, but other than that, just you know, another normal Wednesday man, how you guys doing?
2: definitely another normal wednesday guys just happy to be back again uh america and the world got to see uh coming off the hype of the megan markle and the carson wentz interview um (laughs) i just i had to throw that out there it's like his twin brother but nah i mean 17 million whatever it's probably going to be one of the biggest shows i guess watch this year pretty crazy but nonetheless um yeah uh Last week, I listened to you guys. Great job. Um, Mike, great job to your driver as well. Mr. Larson, congratulations to the local boy over here from Northern California to be able to get another NASCAR win via Team Hendrick, one of the best in the business. But yeah, just excited to get it rolling today and uh, give the fans another great uh, week of listening pleasure. So I want to give an update from our most recent
0: Batcave Minutes episode. Danielle mentioned that we were dealing with a gopher problem in the front yard. Completely tore up our neighbor's front yard, like 20 different holes. And sure enough, we see like two holes a couple weeks ago. um, About six or seven days later, another five holes in a different spot of the front lawn. And so finally we got Terminix to come. They dropped some bait. And then we're like, dude, screw this. So we flooded the son of a bitch. You know, with all – with the hose, just flooded it, you know, and do it. And this – dude, gophers, they create some tunnels, and it, it, it seemed like there was no end because this, the the holes, they never flooded. So we did that, and then I actually laid some uh, – like a trap down. And then finally the next morning, like two mornings, I go out there, nothing. There's no new holes, no nothing. So he either kind of fleed to the other
1: area or he did. They got what they wanted, man. Those guys – oh, those gophers are going – you know, neighbor to neighbor, and you guys got unfortunately uh, victimized. How big are the holes, bro? I've never. I mean, when I used to live with my parents and my grandpa, we've never had gopher um, problems. That's a first.
0: I'd probably say about three inches wide. Okay. Yeah, but I also forgot to mention that he tore up my na- but the opposite neighbor's backyard. Because my wife was out there, you know, with the hose and, you know, asked us what we were doing. She explained what we were doing. And he was like, Yeah, dude, he completely just tore up, like destroyed my backyard lawn. And then, of course, the front yard of the opposite neighbor and then us. So I think he's finally taken care of, or at least he's off of my lawn. That's all that I care about.
2: (laughs) Hey, but if you're, I mean, at the end of the day, it could have been a skunk because you would have had no problem getting rid of a skunk because they would have just canceled them for you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> I like that. I there like it that, is. Mark. If you had if you had Pepe Le Pew on your front yard, uh, no no bait needed, just uh, cancel culture to they get forgotten rid of him.
1: Looney Tune man, the forgotten Looney Tune.
2: Aaron, but, what's
0: going on? Thanks for uh, joining us in the chat. Please join us in these uh, sports conversations coming up. So let's actually start with sports, fellas. So the Champions League was just today. Uh, Actually, there's a few games. Um, Sean, I want to go ahead and give us that quick stat that you mentioned like 10 minutes ago about two of the most popular, best players in the world.
1: Uh, To what Mike said, two of the most iconic players ever, Messi and Ronaldo, have both been eliminated. Unfortunately, here in the quarterfinals of the Champions League, it's the first time in, I believe, 15 years that we're going to have a Champions League semifinal or quarterfinal that does not include Ronaldo or Messi. So, I mean, it's crazy because, again, those are two of the most popular players, two of the best players. And to see a, a streak that long, you know, for them to be in championship contention...
2: All well, the, t- the tides are turning now, man. I yeah. Mean, well,
1: I mean, age is happening. I mean, remember. Ronaldo's, exactly.
2: Father know. time doesn't hold up for nobody. Right. And we right. want uh, us as Americans, we'd like to see these Christian politics of the world kind of come up and kind of have this type of run that some of these great European players and South American, if you will, have over there in Europe and with these great iconic teams. But. Nonetheless, you're right, man. With PSG beating them on an aggregate of 5-2, to two, Barcelona just couldn't hold up. We got Liverpool, that second game that was on today, at an aggregate of 4-0, to zero, scoring two goals at home, two goals in Germany, as they beat Leipzig, and they are advancing. But, I mean, Liverpool, I don't know what to say about them. We see how they're playing in the EPL. I think they've been a little bit lucky to kind of get this RB Leipzig team that's been, you know, obviously not playing up to par. Coming into this Champions League. But I got a friend telling me that he could see Liverpool and Byron maybe being in the final as the two more, you know, um, put together teams that have been together and have actually won it the last two years. I guess that's not going out on a limb. But needless to say, I I don't know. The way Liverpool's playing, I can't really see them. I I told them, I was like, I can see Porto beating Liverpool right now. Your thoughts, Sean, right? Hey,
1: Porto, you know what? It's my grandpa's least favorite team. (laughs) We all hate Porto, (laughs) but you know what? They're a good team. They're playing really well. I seen uh, the the game yesterday versus Juventus, and, man, they played good. I mean, a strong Portuguese team, one of the giants in Portugal. And I think they're just as good as any team at this point. I mean, you're here for a reason, so... I think at this point, it's a crapshoot. Obviously, you're going to have your favorites, probably Bayern, even Liverpool, despite their you know, struggles in the Premier League. But no, nah, at this point, I think any team, you know, you're just as good as the other, hopefully, and put yourself in a good position to hopefully get to the championship. I know Mike is hoping Premier League-wise, man, you can stay in that Champions League contention for next season. Because, hey, man, they got a good team, too. They're building something nice over there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone's catching Man City. I think they won today. Like, they had a Premier League yeah. game. I think they won, like, five to two. So I think that those teams, you know, like we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, the two through five or two through six, you know, like we said that we have, you know, one or two teams are going to get left out out of those top six teams. They just have to concentrate on getting the top four, I think. I think they're in such good form, Man City, that no one's going to catch them. No one.
1: I did want to bring up to you guys, too, because I know, I mean, we're all huge sports fans and kind of just going back to like just that legend status, you know, with Ronaldo and Messi, you kind of look at like all these sports. Have we actually ever seen a streak of like two guys going head to head as long as two athletes in their same sport has at this level two of I mean, they're just not they're not just the best at their sport. Like these are two guys are like two of the best athletes like all time, probably So, I mean, you got football, you got like Brady. He's pretty much dominated our lifetime. He's never really had, I think, like that villain that he's gone against or hero, quote unquote, in baseball. I mean, we had Bonds for a little bit. We have like Trout now, but it's just, I don't know. I think this might be one of the best ever, right?
0: Yeah, because Brady was kind of the villain when he was playing against Peyton Manning for all those years. There Peyton, you go. That's a good one. When yeah. Peyton finally got him. like Peyton Manning's always been like the blue collar. Like, you know, he's from Tennessee. You know, he's from he's down from Louisiana. He's you know, he's from a football family. So he was kind of like the golden child of that relationship in that competition. So but even though Tom Brady wasn't even a villain, he was seen as the villain. Of course. One, because he won so much. And two, <laughs> they were picking the lesser of two evils,
2: I guess, with Peyton Manning. I don't know getting back into a little bit of champions league guys we got a little bit of odds manchester city coming in at nine to four to win this thing they've never won it before guys we know that their owners are dying to get one they seem to be able to win the damn premier league all the time but they can't lift old big old ears over there but Bayern munich at three to one psg at five to one my beloved liverpool coming in at a close seven to one with a chelsea at a far 14 to one guys speaking of chess Chelsea I want to get into them real quick. They play next Wednesday on the 17th. I think that in these next four games coming up next week for the Champions League, Manchester City leading on an aggregate of 2 to 0 over Borussia Monchengladbach can't even pronounce it. Real Madrid only on a 1 to 0 aggregate over Atalanta. I mean Yes, Real Madrid has had its problems this season. Atalanta can be a kind of a little sneaky team, but I kind of like to see Real Madrid kind of handle it at home. But Bayern Munich, 4-1 aggregate over Lazio. We know they're going to advance. But this game, Sean and Mike, uh, Chelsea and Atletico Madrid, 1-0 Chelsea on aggregate. Chelsea is in London. What do you guys think? I think this is probably going to be the best game of all four of those next week. Do you guys think that Chelsea is going to be able to be what I think the third English team to advance to the round of eight? Or do you think that Atletico Madrid with your boy Felix and uh, Mike's boy Diego Costa are going to be able to (laughs) pull it off (laughs) and, and join the Reds in the round of eight? Guys, your thoughts?
1: Well, I hope Atletico does get through. I mean, Joan Felix, our uh, fellow countrymen, the Portuguese, and they're, they're a good quality team. But Chelsea, ever since they got that French coach, uh, Tuchel or something, he used to be the PSG coach, I don't think they've lost a game. And they're playing some good soccer. Yeah, they kind of flipped the lineup all around. is barely getting any time. But in general, they're playing good soccer right now. So, oh, where's the game at, Mark?
2: The game Chelsea. is in Chelsea in London. Oh,
1: God, I mean. She's, I mean, one goal would definitely help go with that way goal. Like Chelsea was able to get in the first leg, but it's going to be a tough one, man. I'm kind of split in between. I don't know if I could pick one right now.
0: In my short time as being a soccer fan, you know it's going on 5 6 years now uh, there's only one premier league team that i really uh eh, maybe man city but more than not i hope for chelsea to, i hope for their demise every year in all <laughs> tournaments and all leagues that they play in i don't mind liverpool arsenal my wife's a tottenham fan you know via her family over in in england as well so but there's no team more than chelsea that i hope that would lose so go atletico and yeah byron's not going to yeah 4 1 oh, f- Nah, sorry so not going to so
2: so, I'll give you a three tier odds for somebody that wants to drop a little bit of money. I actually will look at Porto at a 40 to 1 as a long shot with my mid tier team coming in as my beloved Reds as a 7 to 1. But guys, I think that if I would be looking and zoning in on any of these games really, it would or teams sorry to hoist it, it's gonna have to be Bayern Munich at three to one or PSG at five to one. I think that PSG, you know, kind of losing it last year, you know, they still got that star power in Bappe. They still got Neymar. I think that they got that sour taste in their mouth and at five to one, I see that as a pretty decent bet going forward, guys.
0: Well, I mean yeah, I guess. I mean Champions League. How many have Bayern won? They won a Bayern has right? as
2: many as Liverpool, Six. 6. There's only two more there's only two teams. Real Madrid, I believe Real Madrid has 13. Yeah. Um and the 13. the Italians. They <laughs> have 13. 13. It's kind of like the Yankees there, the Italian yeah. team. Uh, AC, AC Milan, Milan they have 7 Liverpool yep. and Bayern both have 6 with uh Barcelona with 5 couple other teams with 3 2 and uh, 1 which is crazy not that many teams have won it I mean Bayern's
1: the best overall team I think right now in the world they're not any worse than they were last year and they won like freaking six trophies last year I think in all competitions so I mean 3 to 1 odds kind of speak for itself I think Man U just or Man City sorry because of the form they're in the Premier League and they're playing good but I got to just go with the defending champs. Byron, they're balling, man. They're a good team. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, there you have it. So more round of eight games next week and then on to the final four. Uh, probably I'm guessing they're not going to wait too much longer. It's not going to be one of those long waits. I'm, I'm guessing sometime in April. So uh, from the pitch to the hardwood. Uh, NBA All Star break was last week. Uh, last weekend, our boy Steph Curry was the three point uh, contest champion. I did not catch any of the dunk contest. Like I told Mark in pre production, I haven't watched the dunk contest since uh, Jason Richardson.
2: Oh, but, I, but I told them there was some so good ones, Sean. Let them know. Aaron Gordon from San Jose down hey. here. We had our boy Zach Levine via UCLA tearing it up on that dunk contest. You can't sell them short, Mike. There's been a couple good ones. You mentioned. Hey, Blake I'm not Griffin. selling them short.
0: I just said that I haven't watched any. You know, it's like I always I don't know. I guess I just find something else to watch, you know. But it, what
2: was your reasoning for saying that the three point contest has kind of gone above the slam dunk? I mean, I baked to differ because the slam dunk contest was held half. At- while the three point was before the game. So I still think that they want that halftime, you know, Super Bowl type of show with the slam dunk contest. But you you beg to differ with me thinking it's out outpace the, the three point is no outpace the dunk.
0: No one has changed the game of basketball since Michael Jordan than Steph Curry. Steph Curry That's has crazy. changed the game of basketball more than LeBron James in his tenure in the NBA. Yes. So when you have more superstars playing in the three point contest That's, um you you don't have anybody pl- uh, dunking. Would you could you imagine Steph if Curry, you, could you imagine if you had the Greek freak st- LeBron James uh you know all these other superstars in the dunk contest? Oh it would it would crap off. Steph all over Curry's here.
2: not in the three point contest every year.
1: He's I'd like to see Steph
2: Curry. We should He's, see Steph Curry in the dunk contest next year. How about that? I mean, a little spud web action.
1: There's no doubt the three-point contest obviously didn't take as long. It's definitely the star of the show, you could say. The dunk contest had three guys. I mean, it was fun too. I actually agree with Mark in terms of the dunk contest. Actually, have been good lately. I think it had a couple of years where it was kind of like okay, eh. but then you did have the Aaron Gordons, the Zach Levines pull off some dunks. You're like, damn, that's like a video game dunk. And I they're think. Trying- uh,
0: I think Aaron's going to disagree with you, Sean. He said it was so bad this year. The dunk contest? The dunk contest, yeah. Oh, no,
1: no, no. I'm not saying it was uh, like super, super good. But I'm just saying the dunk contest in general, like it has gotten better from okay. like a little gap. Because I mean, it's true. We had Vince Carter, Jason Richardson. We had some really good years. Then we had kind of like the eh years. I mean Dwight Howard was freaking seven foot doing some Superman and yeah. – Nate Robinson was getting all this credit for being like a five foot five guy getting dunks. But the three point contest to what you said, Mike, I definitely agree. I mean it's the star of the show. You got yeah. Jason Tatum in it, you got Steph Curry in it, Donovan Mitchell. I mean, you had superstars in this competition. Mm-hmm. So I just I mean, think
0: I, I just think it would create more buzz if you had more of like the Blake Griffin jumping over a Kia car. You know what I'm saying? Just like more superstars being involved in it. That's what I'm saying. I don't like there's no there's no real reason. That I actually there is like I just I know the quality may be good with these, you know, not so, you know, these kind of not no name players, but they're not superstars. But if there was a couple superstars in dunk contests, I myself would probably be more, you know, inclined to tune in. I'm sorry. That's that's it.
1: No, it's true, bro. I think uh, the way they're doing it now, with the exception of the other years, the. Dunk Contest, including Zach Levine, they did it on this Saturday. They, you know, they had all the events on one day, so I'm sure for time purposes they kind of just said, "Hey, let's get three guys." They got a, you know, two rookies and a second-year pro, and I think Anthony Simmons. So I mean, I don't know. It catered to the situation, something kind of quick for a halftime. It took like 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely with you, man. You know, next year if it goes back to a regular format, let's have a full, you know, dunk contest. Hopefully you can get four to six guys, maybe. Maybe get a couple star names in there. I mean, Levine, for example. I'm sure he didn't want to go do a dunk contest, then go back into the All-Star game. You know, Curry pretty much, that was a warm-up for Curry, actually, for the All-Star game, getting all those shots up. Hence, Curry should have won the MVP. Sorry, Greek freak. You didn't miss a shot, but Curry lit it up and for damn sure should have won the MVP.
0: Yeah, didn't him and Dame go like both go go, like eight for 16 from the three point? Like They were pulling up. Dude, how can these guys pull up from damn near half court and just like it's nothing? Like the half court shot used to be like (laughs) three, two, one, and they just throw it up and stuff. But these guys are like pulling up and they have the strength to just like a regular ass shot in it. You know, and more times than not, it's going to go in. It's crazy
1: even just watching that all-star game and seeing the stuff that curry does i mean i even give credit to lebron saying that comment the change to the game that curry has done and just thinking about the guy like this guy has literally created like his own culture his own fandom his own just like Mm -hmm. swag that you can't help but just be like damn that's that dude right there like yeah i I don't know man it's true i'm trying to think right now like curry this guy's really changed the game that much yeah he for damn sure has man like yeah, Someone like LeBron, you think it'd be LeBron, but it's not. It is mm-hmm. Curry.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. There, um, One of the hosts, like a sports talk show host that I listen to, he says that he coached his son's basketball team, like, you know, six, seven, eight year olds, I think. And during practice, these kids like just chucking up threes, like it's nothing like it's crazy how, you know, you know, how he changed the game so much. So let's get into just real quick. Let's get into the actual game. I see here that it wasn't as good um, because there was no fans. I can see that. Speaking of no fans, Aaron has another question. Do you think the Warriors will allow fans before the end of the season? So that's kind of a comp, uh, a good question because we've already seen some teams already who are, you know, they're opening up restaurants and they're opening up a lot more things a lot sooner than the state of California. So it's interesting to to, to see like what we talked about last week, Sean, and then in the last couple of weeks, how President Biden says that by the end of May we will have he wants to have enough vaccines available for those who want. To be vaccinated, to be vaccinated. So you would think June 1st, June, July, August, you'll be able to have some fans. Do you, I mean, that was a question that I, I brought up to myself earlier today. June, I'm assuming, is the NBA Finals. Are you going to have a an NBA Finals where you have, let's just say, the Utah Jazz, or maybe the Western Conference Finals? Utah Jazz has fans, and then the Los Angeles Lakers don't. We run into a situation like that. Is it going to be an all or nothing? You know, it can't be an all or nothing because it's not even all or nothing right now. So what the hell is it going to be? And are the Warriors even going to have anybody well, at Chase Center I'll, I'll, between now and the end of the year?
2: Well, the Warriors ain't going to have no one at damn Chase Center if they can't get their ass in that damn eighth spot because they about game behind uh, Dallas. You a couple of weeks ago, we obviously knew Dallas was in the eighth, uh, in the ninth, and Warriors in the in the eighth. But Warriors aren't even in the eighth or the ninth. They're sitting there tenth. Uh, eight and a half games behind the Jazz, one game behind getting into a playoff spot. So, no, I unfortunately, man, I know that parks are going to be opening up. We might get to that later in entertainment talk. I know that the Texas Rangers expect to be at full capacity. Shout out, Mr. Abbott, for and uh, Cowboys, and Cowboys. A uh, sort of shout out to the those teams and governors for making it work. I think that june i hope but san francisco we all know that that city is on its own little island usually with the new yorks and some of these other cities in the country but yeah i, I don't see it happening man i just i mean I the, think city, the, gonna- the
0: city the uh, city did you know the city of san francisco is currently now in the orange tier it's orange they're right? not they're not even in the red tier anymore where i'm out here in san joaquin county for some reason these a-holes can't get it right we're still in the purple So it's
1: crazy in
0: San Francisco, and I think San Francisco and San Mateo County, I I think it's just per capita since a lot since there's still some cases, but the the population so low, I don't know what it is, what they base it off of. But San Francisco and San Mateo County are like now in the orange. So, oh, wow, so I mean, we're still wrong. We're still in March. I mean, who knows? You know, well,
1: there's no there's no reason why we shouldn't have even a 10 percent, 15 percent capacity. It's, turned to a, it's a political thing. There's no doubt about it. At that point, it's just what do the yeah. politics want to do with it?
0: Yeah. So we'll see. But um, on to now let's go to NFL. So we have Dak Prescott speaking to the Cowboys. Huge news in the NFL. Was it yesterday? I think it dropped. Dak Prescott signed what was it four years, 160 million dollars, over 125 million dollars guaranteed.
1: He 75 a, in the first year, bro.
0: He has no trade clause too, so he can spend the legit the, what was it all four years in Dallas. It's um that, that's pretty crazy. I wouldn't give him that much money, but hey, you know what? For, to play, if I'm other quarterbacks, if I'm the other you know 30 quarterbacks besides himself and Patrick Mahomes I'd love that news because I got Aaron Rodgers who's making as much money as Jared Goff saying hell yeah bring that bring that amount up bring it up bring it up you know because Dak Prescott to me like we said he's not even a top 12 quarterback to me bro especially now that that he's going to be skittish as all hell behind you know in the pocket so what do you guys think about that news?
1: Well, I mean, it just goes back to the statistic that you mentioned last week. I want to say the percentage of the salary cap that the quarterback takes up. And I mean, he's going to take up damn near a quarter of that next year, it seems like, with the amount that he's getting. So is Dak Prescott a good quarterback? Yes. I will say he's a good quarterback. I'm not going to be here ignorant. True. I think he's great. He's not great. Michael Irvin went off on a tangent yesterday that he's the closest thing to Tom Brady that we have in the league. I'm sorry, Mike, but I think he might be on some coke again. 'Cause Dak Prescott is not the listening to Tom Brady. Come on now, man. I was
0: mean he, Hey, was he the one who was like that's not my brother? That's my, that's brother. my brother. Was that Michael? <laughs> that
1: was Mike. That was Mike. I mean, I love you, Mike, but come on now. Like, that oh, much money man. for a quarterback. And the worst part is that they actually lowered the salary cap this year. I think it's the eight, first time in like ten years. Eight
0: percent they lowered it. So, so holy crap. Come on, Jerry, I, what are you doing
1: over there? Uh, he's being Jerry.
2: Damn, man. That's <laughs> insane. I'm gonna talk to you. I'm gonna talk to you about being Jerry, and I'm gonna talk to you about being insane as well, man. You want to know what's insane? I believe I heard a stat that what was it? Jerry Jones he purchased the Cowboys' complete franchise back in 1989 Mm -hmm. for 120 million. I'd have pulled that that (laughs) alone, man. Hold on, let me finish the story. (laughs) He purchased, purchased, okay. Like Blue Streak, Martin Lawrence. Put, put, get your He purchased the Cowboys for a hundred and twenty million dollars in 1989. Today, in 2021, he's paying his quarterback a hundred and sixty million contract. So that's. Forty million more than what he purchased the entire team of the Dallas Cowboys for, which today I believe is one of the top two, three teams worth overvalued. What five billion? I yeah, believe
1: over five. I think at this point,
2: yeah. It's the Yankees, the Yankees, the Yankees, the, Yankees, Knicks. the Knicks. Thank you, Sean. The the that's actually it. I think it's the Yankees. The Knicks, the Cowboys, the Warriors are up there and top five or something ever since they had their run.
0: God, New York Knicks, Jesus Christ! Uh, I don't know, it's it's crazy. He did not deserve that much money, and you know what? You know what? What's a bigger robbery? Coming off
2: an injury, uh,
0: exactly, exactly, exactly. But they didn't want to take a chance of not having anyone having to go with uh, what's his name, Red Rifle, Halton. yeah. But Kansas I mean, State's finest. The, the worst deal that they made was probably Zeke. You don't pay big money for a running back. I don't guys, care who it is.
1: You guys know my slogan, man. I could find me a brother Say that could it. run. I'm on <laughs> now. Dude, hey.
0: when the Niners went to the Super Bowl two years ago, they had they had a damn running back by committee, and they were the best rushing team in the NFL. Come on now.
1: I mean, you know that kind of team sells on names. You want to get your Zeke's paid. You want to go get your Christian McCaffrey's paid, and I'm not denying it. They're great players. But, I mean, we also know you build teams from the inside out. You get that O-line beefed up. You sign a moster for like $3 million. You sign a freaking, you know, Jeff Wilson, guy off, off our practice squad. He's not even making a million dollars. You know, I'm not trying to go the Niner direction, but, you know, you look at a Dak Prescott contract and it's like quarterback, hardest position in the sports, Yes, you know, do these guys need to get paid a little bit more than others for sure. But the way these other players are getting paid these days also, I'm happy you brought up Z because it's a reality check. People think, oh, running back, these guys need to get bread. And it's like they do. But there's a point where it's like, come on now, man, you could always find a running back. Just hold the ball and run. Yep. I don't know.
0: So we'll hopefully have another piece of news for everyone in the NFL come next week. But now let's get into the final sport of the sports section of the podcast and that's nascar so my boy hell yeah and i was just thinking this too i was like damn we should have freaking been there if coronavirus <laughs> was did not happen then we i would have oh man i would have kicked myself in the ass even more if we didn't show up to that for that race but that would have been cool to be, to be there kyle larson from hendrick motorsports number five he wins and it was really but cool if there,
2: but, but if there was no coronavirus i mean he might not have won because the well, other he teams, been Chip Ganassi. I know. The, no, I know, I know. Or Not just no. Well, no. Well, that too. But I think that these other teams would have been able to damn practice. Well, I mean, that's true. It's, it's and, crazy. We saw what's his name? Uh, Harvick and McDowell. They finally both of them didn't get a top 10 finish this week after finishing the first three races in the top 10. Yeah. So much parody this year. But it's just crazy. I want these dudes to practice and qualify. It's just you can't. I mean, I mean, I like to gamble on them. I've been getting my ass whooped. I'm not going to lie. You guys have known my struggles and trying to bet on NASCAR this season, you know, we're about to win eight, eight, eight bets. In the Daytona 500 going into turn three, I went from winning eight to winning zero. zero. So, I mean, it's yeah. just been crazy. That has nothing to do with practice or qualifying. Don't get me wrong. There might be some fans out there that are like, well, it's Daytona. That's a big one. I know that. I know. I'm not talking <laughs> just ones. about that. As they say it. <laughs> we, <laughs> we want practice and qualifying. These guys want to get a better gauge on their cars. Like I said, it doesn't matter where you start. I took Harvick last week in a matchup. Okay, he's on the pole. He's pretty good at, at Vegas, right? The dude was a non-factor since the first lap of the race. I mean, he went into the from first to 10 to 14 to 18. The dude was a non-factor for a, a, such a good for such a good team like that, a good driver's season vet like Harvick to just be a non-factor. It's just crazy that the parody that I still think is to come. Mike, you mentioned in pre-production, you know, Harvick hasn't won. Hamlin hasn't won. Bush hasn't won. Truex hasn't won. Chase hasn't won. Keselowski hasn't won. Like none of the, like, obviously this, I mean, not only Bell 12 won. spots left. I mean, can you, I mean, I would say Larson's like the biggest dog that has won so far, but has, is Larson even considered a top dog at this point? I mean in our eyes he is, but he's been so far away with a new team. I mean after that win, obviously you got to consider him a top dog. I mean he's back. I know Manny it makes Ramirez me it, style.
0: it makes me think of the NBC Sports when they had the, you know, the season preview with Dale Earnhardt Jr. and stuff and they had they finally had uh it was him and two other old-time drivers. I I their names escape me right now, but like one of them had Kyle Larson in the final four. Uh, two of them had Kyle Larson in the final four, going into the championship race at Phoenix, where we are this weekend, actually. But it's just crazy to me. Like now that he won, he's raced really well in all four races, except that he had the you know he sl- slip and slide crash at the road course. But yeah, it's crazy. And then going over this week in Phoenix, I you know I start with him, and then I go to the other drivers. But since 2016, he has six top six finishes at Phoenix.
1: So I mean. Why not?
2: He's got something to prove. I mean, exactly.
1: That boy's beasting, man. He's hungry right now. You've seen it. Kyle Larson. I mean,
2: I don't know how how much he's going to fare in Phoenix. I don't know. I mean, I don't think that that's one of his best tracks. But I mean, he's coming off that high. So I just think that he's going to pretty much run kind of competitively wherever the hell we go, which, like I said, is crazy. New team, new car new sponsors new season it's just the way that he's performing just uh, I'm, i mean i'm impressed man the kid I'm impressed. is
1: confident man the kid is very confident even if you listen to episode 102 he's you know the racer that we brought up not just as mike's favorite driver but we kind of just alluded to the way he's been racing with the exception of the road course with you know the slip and slide he was even racing great in that race so him going into arizona you know to phoenix to race this week i'm not gonna be surprised if he goes out and has another top 10 top five showing He's racing that good right now.
0: So, what do you guys think as far as just the race, you know, itself? This is the first of two races in Phoenix. The other one, of course, being the final championship race. Which
2: doesn't matter because all the other thirty-six cars that aren't the top four are just gonna sit on back. That's why it's, you know, it's I. That's actually what I wanted to say. I was so excited to finally be able to see a race at Homestead Miami Speedway where the whole field was in contention, right? I'm Mm -hmm. so used to seeing these damn races at such a good racetrack where only four damn cars were pretty much race because it's the last race of the season. I mean, how exciting was it to see this track, Tyler Reddick coming from the back, you you know? I just think it was awesome as hell to be able to see that track with all the cars going for it, not just the ones that weren't in the top four going for a championship, just pulling over for each other, just pulling over. Yeah. I was really excited to see that Homestead Miami race. Just like Chase Elliott's going to be really excited this week. Five and a half to one, tied with Kyle Busch here, guys. Brad Kozlowski is on the pole. It's like you never know who's going to be on the pole. It's every different every week. There's no qualifying, but whatever. Brad Kozlowski had six and a half to one. Hamlin with their, right there with them. Harvick, man, I can see him, but... I don't know, guys. I mentioned it earlier. Harvick, he's kind of doing what I thought he was going to do. This, uh, he's kind of struggling right now, and I yeah. think that's going to continue, man. Not just because I don't think he can perform in Phoenix. I just think that there's going to be a lot of other players in the game. I think Truex is going to do good there at 11-1. to I think Blaney, 15-1, is going to have a little bit of showing. Alex Bowman, even, at 26-1. to Remember that Hendrick camp? We already have two of their drivers winning with Byron the week before, like we mentioned Larson last week. And don't be – I mean Bowman can do it this week at 26-1 to 1 in Phoenix as well, man. I just think this, the parity going into this week is going to be exciting and uh, can't wait to see what happens in the Instacar 500 at PRI Phoenix Raceway.
0: Yeah, Bring on the parody, bro, because there's only one current driver right now all time who has an average top 10 finish, and that, of course, is Kevin Harvick with nine wins there. But, I mean, do you – let's just go ahead and see who fails inspection, right, Mark? Let's yeah, go ahead and see who has free favorite. race because these guys in the in the last six races, you know, you have Kyle Busch, two wins. Kevin Harvick's got to win. Hamlin. Uh, actually, Amarola doesn't have a win, but he's actually had some, you know, four top tens. Logano's got to win. And of course, Chase Elliott with his one win last year to win the championship. But, man, do you think this is the same kind of analysis that we've been doing just off on paper that we, me and Sean had last week? Um, is there any shakeup? do you see someone specific? I mean, Mark tricks jr has never even won a race there and he's actually raced pretty well so far the first four races of the year. So what, uh, so what say you guys, as far as who do you think is going to win this race in Phoenix?
1: Well, I like that. Mark brought up the odds for chase. I think it could be a chase, uh, type of day. I mean, he has raced all right this you know, season. He didn't have the best of races last week, but you know what you said, man, he has one win and he did come in the championship last year. He has 10 races there with six top 10. So with him being the defending champ, I got to go with my guy. Hopefully, he has a good race. I know you guys also mentioned you specifically, Mark, how Harvick's been struggling. Real, real quick. I did want to actually ask you. He's struggling. He had such a good season last year, even though he won the championship. What do you think could be like the main cause why he why can't I just can't get it going right now?
2: Uh, I think that you know what. I heard something, because I'm a nerd like that, so I do listen once in a while occasionally to Sirius Satellite NASCAR radio, and I actually heard them talking about this topic, why there's a little bit of parody going into this year. Guys, we all know that the car is going to be a completely different car. I mean, not completely different, but there are going to be a lot of changes going into the 2022 season. We know that the rims are going to be bigger with the one lug nut, kind of like they do in the sports car racing. There's going to be some tweaks to the engine. So, I just kind of think that a lot of teams this year really aren't giving a damn about putting so much time and effort into exploring this this car this season. I think a lot of these teams are kind of already on to next season, you know, trying to figure out this new generation car that's going to come into play. And with that being said, I just think that that's where the parody is being thrown in at. So, you know. Uh, You know, I think that that was a great conversation, what they were having. And I'm glad I tuned into it because I wasn't really thinking about that. But, you know, we saw those first three driver or those first three winners come from Byron and Bell and McDowell, you know, it, it, it. I, I when I said a couple of weeks ago that I thought this week was gonna be a little bit crazy from what I mentioned and that I saw in Speed Weeks down there at Daytona before the five hundred, I wasn't expecting that wasn't part of my you know hypothesis on why it would have been. I was thinking of other reasons, but yeah, that completely goes into it. And Michael McDowell at 150 to one. This is his home track going into Phoenix, and he's pretty good let's at go, Michael. also. So, <laughs> Mister McDowell, imagine him being a two-time winner in this season. How crazy it would be, but yeah, let, let's see, man. But one thing I want to mention before we, we before we round out NASCAR, man, I got to give a props out to. One of my favorite in the business, there's a couple guys that pioneer this sport, right? That are still in it. My guy, Jack Roush, the cat in the hat, Roush Fenway. We got the captain, Roger Penske, right? We got Joe Gibbs has won three Super Bowls with the, with the sorry, the football team, can't say Redskins anymore. You know, he's, as much as we talk about him and his team, but he's he's here, he's doing it. And another guy is your guys, is you guys are both the same team now. You guys are affiliated now that Larson has joined, but man- what a job that Mr. Rick Hendrick has done to put his team together after the Dale Earnhardt's. I mean, look at what he had before, Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, and to just put this guy, he's just he's a master at what he does to put the team together that he has put, you know, he has gone through trials and tribulations. He's gone, you know, he's lo- he lost his son when he was younger. You know, I believe in in a racing or a helicopter crash at that yeah, one of he those was-
0: yeah, they were going uh, to Martinsville, and they crashed into the Virginia Mountains. Um, so, I think I think actually just to sidebar that, I think he's – if he actually raced in the number five car, if he wasn't the last guy to be in that number five car. So pretty emotional win for Rick Hendrick too He wasn't, for Larson to win. He
2: wasn't the last guy because that's what I was going to say. He's – like Rick Hendrick has – mixed guys around old drivers mixed with new drivers he's had mark martin in that five and then Mm -hmm. he had casey kane in that five now he's got kyle larson in that five but man kyle like the way that he has just set his team up again for another long run for these guys to race into their 40s Kyle Larson is the oldest guy on the team at, what, 29, 30 maybe, I think? Chase is like 25, 26, Bowman, 24, 25, Byron, 23. I mean, these guys are going to be part of – this is his team. This is Rick Hendrick's new regime, new team. And going forward, these these four cars, these four stables, baby. I mean, shout out Mr. Rick Hendrick. You do what you do for this sport, just like the other pioneers that have came and that are still doing it. And thank you for being – for just doing it for my one of my beloved sports, thank you. And I'm excited to see what Rick and and and, and Chase and and Larson and everybody going forward is going to do on this team, man. I'm excited for you guys, even though I'm a Penske guy myself. Let's go, Rick, man. Hey, Sean, let's do it. Sweet.
0: NWO, baby. It's New NWO. You build now. Oh, god. <laughs> throwing, fans are throwing
2: up the NWO
0: now. We know it's oh, time to go to entertainment. <laughs> that's right so that is it for nascar that's it for the sports section so we're going to take a quick pee break and we'll be right back with the comic Boogies podcast please thank you so much again for all of our viewers on youtube and twitch share the stream tell your friends tell your wives your brothers your husbands your dogs cats teachers every, every I, I everybody geez. you know everybody you know tell them that the common boogies are live right now we'll be back in a second <laughs> We are back, ladies and gentlemen, live on the Comic Boogies Podcast. For everyone who has a nice adult alcoholic beverage, crack it open. There it is. Let's get into let's get into some comic books, eh? We are brought to you, like every week, by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California today. New comic book day, Wednesday, March 10th. Let's get into the books that are coming out today. Over on the DC side, we have Wonder Woman 770, Superman 29. Rorschach 6, Green Lantern Season 2, number 12, thank God this story's over, I'll get into it in a second, and The Joker, number 1, new story. Marvel, Amazing Spider-Man 61, Immortal Hulk 44, Daredevil 28, X-Factor number 8, me and Sean, we get Strange Academy number 9, and a brand new story, Children of the Atom, number 1. And some of the smaller publishers, uh, Image, Rat Queens, 25, Homesick Pilots, number 4, and a brand new story, Carmen, number 1 aftershock maniac of new york number two and scouts honor number three boom studios mighty morphin number five and proctor valley road number one and only one story coming out this week from one of our favorite small publishers awa has redemption number two so gentlemen uh let's get into it so something real quick that i you know some of the books that we were excited for this week because i know we have a big discussion on what came out last week and what we read but uh for me Personally, I only gra- had a few books come out this week for myself for my pull list. I uh, went over to Treasure Island and I needed something, you know, more to my stack. So actually, from last week, I picked up this America Chavez, nice. A of the USA, number one. So I really wanted to to read this one and see if I could maybe add something else to my pull list. You know, I was kind of going by all the books, and Sean, me, and you, we kind of wanted to get uh, these two books, Nottingham and There's a God of War story, yep. uh, but he didn't have any. So, yeah, America Chavez, it was. Uh, I'm excited for that. And, of course, the Joker. If any of you follow the, the mm-hmm. Common Bookies Instagram page, you know, that was our pick of the week. So yeah, excited for that one to start. James Tynion on another hopefully banger story. What do you guys think uh, so far for this week?
1: Man, it goes back to the previews when we were uh, looking at the Joker and then uh, 007, which we got last week. But so this week, bro, it's definitely the Joker, man. It still is a show. How many stories did you say that he's had standalone? Is it one or two before this one? This is only
0: yeah, this is only the second one, so only one, yeah.
1: So, I mean, it kind of speaks for itself. And exactly, as long as the comic bookies have existed, you've seen how much the Joker has been involved in all of our comic book talks. So for him to have a standalone story, it's definitely something we're all very, very excited for. I will uh, say that a quick second is definitely Strange Academy. But definitely, I mean, the Joker, number one, hopefully, hey, it'll be a good investment for 20 years down the road. You never know.
2: I think that the Joker is going to be going to be great the way that it's going to be tied in with Tinyin, in, obviously, writing uh, Batman that we're going to get into in a little bit, I'm sure. But I think that the way the stories are going to you know, coincide together with Probably the two biggest characters that DC, I mean, almost has to offer, whether, you know, obviously the probably the biggest hero and villain, and whatnot. But I want to say, I want to give a shout out real quick to Proctor Valley Road guys. Um, one of the probably. The second biggest one for me that's coming out this week via Boom Studios and Grant Morrison. This was one that I pulled actually on previews, not actually thinking that it was going to be this popular. I did see that Alex over at Treasure Island did have a lot on the shelves. And I looked at him and said, you expect Proctor Valley to sell pretty good. And he was like, well, yeah, for sure. It's uh, Morrison. So, you know, he kind of orders stuff going off, you know, writers and authors that he thinks is going to sell you know obviously that's what he's going to put on the shelves but i'm excited for this story i didn't get too many books this week but joker yes is my favorite this one is going to be exciting too i mike you say that grant morrison is very you know different can you explain Mm -hmm. to the fans that are kind of questioning like i am what Um, am i in for with this i mean i don't know what you're in for but
0: the green lantern his green his current green lantern story it's just too much sometimes you know he kind of jumps around uh a lot of his he's more like
2: a is he a hickman he, and x-men worse worse i don't say that worse. Oh, it, it is, it is so it Please is so hard to follow. Hey, i
1: stopped getting x-men so that might not be a good thing
0: it, this is so it's so hard to follow the different la- he, like he creates languages and i mean maybe i'm just not familiar with his writing i don't know if he's written a a, a green lantern story before i do know that he is like the one to read when you, when it comes to doom patrol like if you ever want to you know like doom patrol the tv show is based like strictly off of grant morrison's doom patrol run so if that's any indication it's definitely weird but it's also some good writing too it's not saying that the books are horrible it's just so hard to follow and to like pay attention and i don't know it's just it's just kind of weird for me. It's, it's too weird. So unfortunately, if there's a season three of the Green Lantern coming from Grant Morrison, I'm going to unsubscribe. But then again, on the other flip side of this coin is that today his final volume of Earth of – what is it? Earth One. Yeah, Earth One Wonder Woman. They always come in like a hardcover, like big story. Uh, volume three of his Wonder Woman story came out, and I've purchased the first two volumes because Grant Morrison's Grant Morrison's. I went based off of name, and those stories are amazing so totally two different you know two different stories as far as like following is concerned so i uh, hope you guys like it i didn't grab it but please let me let you know let the fans
2: know next week what you guys thought of it well you guys were looking for that nocturna via mad cave but that that ain't <laughs> come in time for you guys oh so. the nottingham yeah yeah or yeah sorry yeah, nocturna it was really
1: good. you brought that up mike i was actually really interested i read the synopsis on that it was pretty good
0: Yeah, I mean anything that kind of have like anything that deals with uh, like in the past, you know, like in history, anywhere. But it's like oh, within this, you know, the Industrial Revolution in the eighteen hundreds, there's you know, there's like like vampires on the loose or something, you know, like one of those stories that's set in like olden times. I can't get enough of. So maybe if he gets it at a later date, I can grab it. But all right, let's get into some of these books that we um got from last week. So what'd you guys like best? What a week. I mean, I grabbed 10. I had six different friggin' publishers. I had an amazing time reading all these books. Mark, you're the one who texted us saying that, you know, I really thoroughly enjoyed every single book that I read this week. Yeah. But, I mean, try to dwindle it down to a handful that you I guys like. I, I
2: this week had, might have been one of the best weeks that I got. Last week, sorry for comics. Coming with a fan favorite of the show, if you Definitely guys can agree. see it here on Twitch and YouTube – as I always like to say, Frank Gogol, friend of the show, Source Point Press, Dead End Kids, The Suburban Job. man. I know we don't know. I mean, we kind of know him personally being a friend of the show and we kind of know his story and his background as he has shared, you know, in his uh, epilogue and whatnot. So if you guys know this guy and I mentioned on Twitter, if you guys go and see my post, but. Frank Gogol, he's great. And I know that he kind of pours out some of his feelings through his writing. And that's why I think I'm so close to like some of his books. But I mean, it's going to be great. The third one's going to be great. They're going to see what the hell this dude's going to beat up next. But <laughs> um, what can, what can I say, man? Berserker, we waited for Keanu Reeves. Another shout out to Matt Kent. Maybe we can get him on the show soon. Knowing that he writes Fear Case as well for Dark Horse, Uh, another book that I mentioned on my Twitter that I was really excited about. It's uh, that mysterious kind of horror type. I think that he's kind of getting you into something that you're not really you're thinking it's something else, but it's really going to be something completely different in the end. Resurker, keanu reeves i don't know exactly how much keanu is read is writing compared to matt in this book but mike me and you had the same exact opinion sean you might want to chime in as well when mike said in the beginning of the book i was like well i don't know about this right it just but then towards the end when they get in the lab and they're starting like he's basically like a a specimen that they're like you know, immortal, pretty much born what like 8,000 years ago, like or 8, 8, th- 8, 800
0: or 80,000 years ago. Years yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy.
2: And he's just immortal. And he was like, I wish I was mortal at times, but I mean, I think it's gonna be great. I think it's an ongoing series, if I'm not mistaken. Mike, I think so. I think so. Chariot from AWA, one of our favorite, number one of five, came out. Brian Edward Hill sean mike are you guys in on chariot with me no but i do like brian edward hill i like his writing okay this is the first time i've heard of him it was i mean it's a good story enough for me to pull especially knowing that it's a five issue miniseries i'm excited about that one going forward you know but it's kind of crazy how you know i don't think so much that the actual real story of the car and everything that this book is about, you know, obviously it's a, if you guys want a quick synopsis on it, it's a chick. She has like the special car. That's kind of like, um, a Michael Meyer or not Michael Knight type of car, you know, like talk back to you mm-hmm. and do all yeah. types of there stuff and nice. whatever. She, she dumps it in the ocean. This dude finds it at the wreckers and the guy that finds it at the wreckers. And this is actually the part of the story that I really like and that it's a story within the story, kind of like they talk about in sports, the game within the game. But this is the story within the story of chariot where the guy, you know, he's divorced the kids in the hospital and he's kind of like trying to make a life for himself and kind of Just do his, like, kind of put his life together, working at a junkyard. And, you know, he comes across his car. They're about to, you know, he gets into a little bit of a squirrel and, like, the car, whatever, comes out and does its thing. And I'll leave it at that. But it's a story within the story that got me attracted to Chariot. Uh, Guys, if you guys want to go on one of your other books, I know we're going to save Casual Fling and Batman for last, right? Yeah. uh,
0: Noctera, (laughs) i went in there thinking I wasn't really sure what about it but there was extra on the shelf grabbed it I actually like I actually liked it more than uh Berserker the synopsis and just like the world that they're creating is is amazing the sun pretty much went out within like 28 minutes and then over the years People and bugs and anim- uh, other animals have now evolved and have now are these freaking bug looking things. And the main character, what her job is, is that she makes runs in a big rig and. You know, Whether it's transporting people from safe house to safe house or goods or whatever, she's the one who makes those runs, and then at the end of the story, there's another one of those people who are trying to look for her because what she has in the back of her truck taking her from somewhere in Colorado where they're at – I forgot where they're heading to, but pretty much this old man and his granddaughter are looking for safe passage, and this other guy says that this guy is the reason – that the sun went out so let's all go ahead and hop in our trucks and chase after her so this is going to be some like uh what was that movie um
2: uh, what the hell's a movie um i know what you did last summer No, no, no. no.
0: I forgot. I forgot. Jennifer Love. It's like Mad Max. Like, all right, I can see, you know, going through the desert where it's like one truck or whatever, and then everyone else is chasing after him like that. I can definitely see that Black of Heart, amazing. The guy finally finds out who the killer is. He has his wife. Uh, the final issue, issue five, is coming out in April. I can't wait to read that. Um, probably my least favorite is probably the Man Bat story. The five. It's a good thing it's only five issues, like I told you guys. So, you know, just because I'm a completist, it's only like, you know. You three more issues that. um but yeah that's pretty much it uh but yeah i wanted to there's three more books that i want to talk about like in, in in detail so sean what did you like from last week let's get into something that you liked
1: well you know what uh what we're, i like is actually what we're gonna actually get into detail on because i know it's gonna probably be casual fling mm-hmm. james bond and of course Batman. So yeah. I guess uh, first one going into James Bond 007. Mike, I know you especially like the movies like I do. I honestly yeah. felt, bro, like I was watching the movie from the very first page because he was already in the middle of, like, a chase trying yeah. to prevent this guy from, you know, blowing up a ferry boat. <laughs> and I'm telling you, bro, the only thing missing was, like, that in-between scene before the actual beginning of the movie and the movie. It really played, like, they played dun, dun, the song. Dun, dun. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. But no, I actually really liked it. I mean – it just felt like, hey, some James Bond. We got the movie coming out, I think later this year or next year. But the comic book in general, I actually kind of liked it. Like,
0: yeah, it was cool. Um and he was
1: chasing at the very end. He ends up like, hey, maybe I'm gonna help you, work for you. The Ernest Blofeld. Beaufil- I can't even. Think it was yeah, the last Blofeld, year. Yeah,
0: yeah, Blofeld. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's not a James Bond story unless there's M, unless there's Money M- Penny, M- Penny, Penny. You know. So, but it's pretty cool. It's a different type of story I've never really read anything like that to where he's actually working for the enemy to then kill someone who's also working for the same enemy you know what I'm saying so and of course he's pretty much being not blackmailed uh, yeah. but it's like if you don't do this for me I'm going to kill your pretty much the only the closest thing you have to a friend and a slider so so it's going to be it's going to be good and it's, it's not like a, six a, a, issues. A, yeah, exactly. It's only six issues. It's not like an amazing story that I'm going to pull this 12 to 24, you know, long run. But no, it's I think it's good enough to pull for a six issue miniseries for sure.
1: Definitely agree, bro. Uh, and then the second book, and I know one that Mark alluded to because he probably read it before both of us. Casual Fling Man. I swear, bro, when I'm reading that, I'm like reading like a, a real life drama in it. She finally told her man that, you know, she had the one night uh, extravaganza with uh, Mr. Alex
0: (laughs) and only two issues. And she already blabbed, man. He was already out of here.
1: Hey, hey, that last page, I think, told a lot, though, because you actually can see how much her husband really cares. And hey, he's about to snap. She goes he goes and sees his former friend. I'm not really sure who she is, a new character. And now he's uh, looking for that favor for her to repay him for. So I'm interested, man.
0: It's like an uncomfortable feeling too because I you can't help but like throw yourself in that situation Bro. like what would I do like like I, I like can't, would I seek dude. out like what I ask like what I need to see the footage like dude, I don't dude Oh I like ain't watching no
1: footage Oh hell <laughs> dude Boy
0: I know I know <laughs> the I know, hair pulling? Dude. dude I know but you have to like kind of like I don't know you can't help but put yourself in that situation and of course he seeks out it looked like an old friend who's like a hacker or whatever so to, hopefully to find this Alex guy and put an end to him but yeah the other two issues are gonna be fire bro it's crazy but, but just think, every th-
2: go ahead Sean right, sorry sorry
1: real quick I think that's why we like these kind of stories so much because what you just said you can't help but kind of like oh hell no that happens yeah. to me uh-uh. I don't want somebody ass. <laughs>
2: But it's just, I mean, I love how they bring in the whole kid aspect. You know, you got the now you got the cops coming into play, saying that they can't do a damn thing about it. Her, I mean, she finally broke down. I didn't think she was gonna break down and tell them, but maybe that was the right thing to do as things were getting a little bit too much with this damn stalker, dude. I mean, this guy is meeting her at the damn club at night when they at go to the watch at the job, bro. At the job, dude, like we're.
0: Like where it looked like everything just froze and he's just like standing there like that is not coincidence in the club. like What
2: the hell is this, bro? And then like she's freaked out because the cops can't prove that he's stalking her. She's got no evidence. Now he's wearing a mask. The guy knows what the hell he's doing. I mean, we are in for a treat with this damn book by Jason Starr, A.W.A., I think that man, the husband, he's going off to get, you know, he's getting, <laughs> you guys, he's going off to get, he's going off to do his thing. The way the he said, man, if she's gonna do it to me, uh, he 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 called up. Uh, I don't know if he was on the phone with uh, Bumble or uh, Tinder, who he called <laughs> up at the end of the book, but it's about to go down in uh, issue number three, man. I okay. mean, well, it showed
0: who he's with, right? He showed like her the opening the door, friend. and he's like, "Hey, like, like, I need to call in that favor, pretty much." And she had a bunch of computers and stuff behind her, so I'm guessing that he's gonna track this guy down. But I mean, uh, oh, quick, that's what it
2: is. He's like, tracking
0: the guy down. I thought like, he was showing up to a to, to get a freaking booty guy. call and no, sorry. Booty. Um but what do you guys think what's the motivation is this guy just a freaking freak and a perv that he just like saw some pretty girl or do you think it's more business oriented and he's like going to be like blackmail to get like money or whatever cuz she saw that she had a good job like what do you think the motive is for this guy Alex
1: you literally just kind of like took the mindset out of what i was going to say right now i think the next issue i think will be really big for them to kind of focus on him a little bit like why he is how he is where he comes from kind of what his story is because all guess, we kind of huh? no, because i mean all we kind of know is like yeah. he's some guy who met a little business dinner or something like that ends up kind of you know throughout the hook hooked her and nailed yeah. her <laughs> I, mean, and I mean
0: well I you're mean, right be- and it's cool because we're because we're going to get two straight issues and it's like that issue would feel like issue two of dead end kids suburban job where we got the story of you know the the drug dealer and like his background i think that'd be an awesome awesome uh issue sean
1: i hope so bro just be good give us a little bit of a background kind of just flip it into what's he doing why is he how he is what's he thinking i mean we'll see but now we get to the final book i actually want you guys to introduce because i know it's one that we all love and it was very very good
0: Dude, Batman, I mean, he's back, dude. I mean, th- my favorite part of this whole he's book. He's back, and he's broke. Yeah, he's back, he's <laughs> broke. Um, I didn't broke hate... Okay, so, as much as I didn't like it going forward, and how there was no like, oh, what the hell are they that doing with this Ghostmaker ha- guy? That
2: boy can't even have no AI in his damn car for the bigger engine. <laughs> I know.
0: That's it.
1: Everything, bro. <laughs> I
2: know. But um, I didn't,
0: you know, I didn't hate Ghostmaker in it. You know, it was kind of like an old friend. It was like, nothing really uh like their friendship didn't really stop after just, you know it was, it was like once they kind of let bygones be bygones now they're giving it back and forth to each other while they're sparring and everything and they're trying to think
2: of things let's and, just say mike let's just say it man tinyan came around and he and not i do not only did tinyan take uh joker and batman for a ride i mean he completely took dc for a whole new spin because man this infinite zero this infinite uh Frontier. Uh, That they got going on. At first, I was kind of uh, not too sure about it, but I'm actually excited, man. I love the way it's going. I love Batman without the damn butler. You got to pick up after yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. I love like he's broke now. He ain't got all the high tech. This is like a Bro, regular it's gonna, residential it's, area. I mean, this is gonna get crazy. This whole <laughs> I, I I I, got, I guys I bought a whole new uh I I, got, I bought a whole new small box short box right just to start for Infinite Frontier because we got Bow Fam coming up in this bitch we got Mrs Harley <laughs> Quinn that we saw a glimpse of Harley Quinn we know whose side she's gonna be on right man. Batman is going to be crazy with the Joker introducing here, as you see from my variant cover by Tomei More, man. This is a fire-ass cover. I love it. You guys know how big I am on Joker. So, man, it's going to be crazy with Tanyan writing the Joker tied in with Batman and Punchline and everything going that Tanyan has started. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is going to get crazy. The only thing that I'm not too excited about, you guys, if you guys have not read it, you guys know we're kind of getting two books in one as we start this infinite frontier. We got a Robin story in the end. You guys can give your takes on it with uh, –
0: It's probably going to just lead into his like Robin Eternal story. He has a new story coming out like in April or May or whatever. So that might just be kind of a lead in to that
2: one. So the only thing thing I did not like though is if you read the end, the Robin story, it says that the Robin story is going to be continued in Detective. So if you're not like, once again, Mike, your gripe on this, if you're not intertwined and interconnected, getting every single DC Infinite Frontier book, are you going to miss out on certain stories? Is this yeah. how it's gonna go? I don't know. I,
0: I I personally think if you're on if you're on Batman, why the hell aren't you on Detective? If you're on Superman, why the hell aren't you on Action? See? I mean, I think it's an all or nothing. But did you guys see at the bottom right or bottom left corner of the Joker number one? You also see we're also getting a little punchline story at the end. That's so our right. little Robin story, we're getting that as well. I love I love the direction they're going. They're gonna charge you a dollar more. But these books are only coming once a month. They're a little bit more. They're gonna be like forty pages instead of twenty-five to twenty-eight, and you get an extra little, you know, little side story in there. My favorite part, though, was Scarecrow, man. The look of Scarecrow Very and how he looks and stuff. That just was the clean. long, like you know, um, oh, Nakano, the, the
2: mayor, the mayor. He doesn't, dude, tinying through the new mayor in there. And yeah. how about who, who, whose lab was he at? yeah I, i'll try to set up in silicon valley but uh, i've always wanted to be
1: part of a um, saint um, saint
2: labs who's yeah. is that is that a new saint, guy
1: no isn't that the guy who used to work at arkham that's i want that's what i was gonna ask you saint labs um, oh, um who's, uh, who's the doctor who used to work at arkham asylum
0: hugo strange no
1: that's why i, I for a second i thought it was you yeah no
0: i thought too i was like first of all it's too skinny and his glasses look different um he says i feel i'm gonna flip through it real quick. Um, it's, uh, wants, something, it's, it's, something saint,
2: but he, he wants to put that. Yeah. He wants to put that, um, that task force together, right? It's Dude, saint. so
0: Sean knows from like the new Batman and all this new era from all. If you read future state, you would know that the magistrate is like the big thing in the future. This whole high tech new age, uh, security system with all these drones and everything that is the future. Whenever that is going to be of the DC universe, so they're kind, of, our world, they're kind of they're kind of bleeding it truth. into
2: it already you know uavs i mean they already got them damn drones coming around so i mean they want to magistrate to deal with the top top villains right and then they want the gcpd the gotham city police department to basically just deal with the little petty crimes and the little drug dealers but these super villains that's going to be dealt with like these you you explain it i guess the magistrate and i don't even know if, the, if they hell drones and whatnot but
1: he even says you know for all the stuff that gets between the cracks with batman not being able to be everywhere at once but you can see the mayor's kind of eh about it man
2: the mayor doesn't know what the hell he got himself in store. Yeah, man. How big is it? how big is Scarecrow gonna be in the story, Mike? Probably at least the uh, the arc, you know, the six issue arc. He'll be the guy, you know. Okay, so okay. I thought he was gonna be a little bit of a bigger presence, but we're going on arcs again. So, I mean, I I think with Joker being having his own book, I don't think we're gonna see him too much in Batman. Do you guys agree or disagree with that statement? I agree. I think okay. he's gone.
0: I think he's going to build himself back to it, you know, so I think it's going to be great. Um, What did you guys take away from that last uh, page, though? The last page, that's Nakano, right? The mayor sitting down to having a little drinky drink.
2: Oh, yeah. Scarecrow's but, right behind him, boy. Like the
0: Scarecrow's right behind him. Is that Scarecrow? But he was hung up on like a like a cross. Crucifix,
2: as if, yeah. As if that's the, the just the suit. Well, that's just the sign that's telling you. I mean, that's just, you know, come on now. Don't tell me you don't know what that is. That's just uh, the going into going into Batman 107. You know, that's just uh, let you know, like scarecrows coming for the damn mayor in the city of Gotham, man. Or Kinda. is
0: Nakano scarecrow? Or is he the mayor?
2: Oh, is Nakano scarecrow? Mm, you know, a little, a little twisted tw- twisted T, man. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, actually, from Batman, Mark, we have to talk about Infinite Frontier number zero. We have to talk about this. It's a huge issue last week. It Do took we? me like a half an hour, no. 45 minutes. It's just all these to... small stories. You know, it's just leading into the Infinite Frontier. But the final page, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as the year progresses and as we get further into this Infinite fr- Frontier, I think July of 2021 is Infinite Frontier number one. But Dark Side, Sean, Dark Side is back. Um, I thought it was a good story, Mark. The whole thing with Diana and her kind of uh, – ascending into where you know specter and everyone was and then she decline, and then she declines but then dark side whooping that ass just in time for justice league next week
2: i think it was a lot to take in for a individual as myself that did not take partake in any of the infinite or the future state books that it's, were uh, i think that it's were,
0: just i think it's just setting you up for what's to come in from frontier you didn't have to read future state to get this story you know
2: and that's why I really didn't read Future State, so because I kind of had a feeling, you know, that <laughs> they were kind of just taking a little bit of time off to kind of gear up for what was to come. And I think that going forward, Mike, I might have questions for you week in and week out. But nonetheless, I'm geared <laughs> up and I'm ready. Simon for my, uh, his name. I'm ready for oh, my infinite is. frontier, man. My my journey going forward with these books. I don't know how many I'm going to get. Obviously, I'm still getting my action. I'm still getting my detective. I'm still getting my Flash. I'm yeah. Still getting my Batman, you know. Uh I think the, I think uh, the
0: only girl uh, girl, well, it's girl, yes. I think the only other story that I'd pick up is Wonder Girl, that Yara Flora oh, the yep, yep, new yep, Wonder Woman that. from like Brazil. I think I might get her uh pick her up. I think it starts in April or May. That's in this current um DC Connect, the like
2: the online previews page. So I think I'm going to grab that one. So, who are you sticking with, Mike? You got sticking with it all man you got batman you got action you got detective you got batman you got um superman superman flash said that flash you got it'll be wonder girl wonder not wonder woman
0: no not wonder woman I haven't been on Wonder Woman since like 2017. Justice
2: League. I know you're getting the oh, new yes. Justice League. Yes, I'm getting, I'm getting Brian, uh, yeah.
0: Brian Michael uh, Bendis. Like uh, starts so at seeing,
2: 50, 58. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. we're seeing comic bookie Mike pulling about, what, eight to nine uh, DC uh, stories? DC ongoing, yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Again, only once a month. I don't have to worry about getting – going in there and grabbing 12 books because there's you know, a bunch of books that come out once a month. But then, oh, here's the second detective of the month. No, I'm getting
2: one detective a month. So yeah. So I'm on four or five of them, and I'm thinking of joining with you on a couple of them. I might have to – Get on Bendis' run of Justice League. I was just gonna say that. If you want, if you want to see other characters like uh, what's her
0: name, Hi- Hippolito, who is Wonder Woman's mom, she's gonna be in it. Um, Brian Michael Bendis, uh, what's her name? Naomi's gonna be in it. Black Adam's gonna be a part of it. Oh nice. A, a couple more characters in in the. Shazam? Adam. Ch-
1: yep, exactly. Yeah, Shazam. Adam? Right? There Shazadam. it is.
0: So other characters more than you know, the Flash. Mm -hmm. superman batman there's other characters in it that you would normally not see so it's gonna be
2: exciting. i'm I'm excited for that so uh and i I saw and and i saw guys real quick i saw that there is a new swamp thing book coming out
0: yeah swamp thing number one came out this week or it already came out last Last week i forgot oh did it
1: It was it was last week
0: Mm Mm-hmm. yeah so if you're into swamp thing you want to read something on that you should definitely go pick that one up but uh yeah tons of books uh, like we you know Like you've been listening to, fans, a huge week last week for comic books, and hopefully we have more weeks like this uh, in the coming future. So let's get into a little bit of news on the comic book slash entertainment side. Uh, Like I mentioned in in the uh, intro, unfortunately, fans, um, 2021 is here. The cancel culture is also here, and we are here to talk about it as well. So uh, last week we had Dr. Seuss cancel like – Four or six books. I was. I'm, I'm actually not t- too familiar with any of them. It wasn't like Green Eggs and Ham or or you know Cat in the Hat or whatever. But a lot of these stories, a lot of these things. I mean, they say one thing, and it, because it's from the 40s and 50s, and it was because it was lightweight, acceptable back then. I guess it's not acceptable now. You know, we have Disney Plus. Although. Sean and Mark, they have surpassed 100 million subscribers in 16 months. I know damn well that Hulu and Netflix and all those other ones, Amazon Prime Video, they have not done that. They did not do that. Um, So congratulations to them. But Disney Plus also removes certain titles from their kids' profile. So if you have your profile under a kid's, you cannot uh, watch some movies including Peter Pan, Dumbo – the Aristocats, and the live action of Swiss Family Robinson. So that's one of the canceling things that we've heard of. And finally, Sean, you mentioned it in pre-production. Pepe Le Pew has now been written out of Space Jam number two. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm just confused. I, I mean, I, come on now. You know me, I, and I know you two. I never want to say anything that's going to get me, you know, oh, you know, like you know, who's going to get me canceled, yeah. you know? Uh, Thank you so much. Uh, Office Nike has followed us on Twitch. Thank you so much for uh, jumping and and tell us what you think about this. So this cancel culture thing, it's it's pretty crazy. Like, of course, like I just said, I don't want to say anything that's like, you know, going to piss anybody off or make anybody offended or whatever. But come on, like enough is enough. There's certain things like I totally wholeheartedly agreed with the Splash Mountain being re, you know, done into Princess and the Frog. I love that movie. It's very underrated and it has not been – you know, They haven't done anything with that movie as far as in the parks are concerned, but some of these other ones, like, dude, come on. What do you guys think?
1: Uh, I'm going to definitely try to avoid stepping on eggshells so I'm like you. I don't get in trouble, but I think it's really, really hard to just nitpick the way that this select group of the cancel culture is doing, going from Dr. Seuss to Pepe Le Pew to – you know, having to not be in the kids category of watching certain movies on Disney Plus. It's like, that's where we're at with society. And it, chances are, it's not going to get any better from here on out. Obviously, times are different now. People are sensitive. And there are certain things that make sense. Miles Leonard is saying what he says. Cancel culture want to blast them? They should. What he said is beyond insensitive. Makes sense. But then we're talking about like a cartoon like Pepe Le Pew, something that you would laugh at we died laughing when we were super young and now they're turning into like he's like the lover rapist or whatever you know descriptive words they want to give up to him to where he's not going to be in space jam 2 for that i think from like the disney plus the space jam perspective like just the people that are obviously presenting them they're just trying to protect themselves in the end like let's just avoid a headache let's just take it out in the end, it kind of sucks. To to a degree, you're kind of just surrendering to the cancel culture. But then again, you know, these people are just putting pressure. And it kind of sucks because, I mean, this is stuff we grew up with. Like, Pepper yep. Le Pew was one of the Looney Tunes. Like, we grew up laughing at this guy. Mm-hmm. I mean twitch wanting to get rid of Eminem, is that what it is or tiktok
0: tiktok want to get rid of Eminem, e, but you gotta have cardi b songs when song of the year it's just kind of hypocritical at certain points you know that, that that that's what i'm trying to get at you know i i, I don't understand it, it's it's definitely a generational thing it's like what you know what's new and what's cool nowadays i'm gonna go ahead and get with but what's back in the day
1: if any one thing is gonna upset me get rid of all of it well here's my thing too i mean my last thing on this topic is the cancel culture includes probably all the modern day rap which what do they rap about nothing these days literally other than the b word uh calling women the h word i'm just trying to be nice because we are alive so i don't want to say those words yeah. uh oh wet ass hmm so that's yeah, what we're going to exactly. talk about but then again now we got tupac eminem biggie these guys rapping about real stuff stuff that they actually why woke up to and seen every day we want to cancel that though so that's where I get kind of lost in between. So y'all yeah, music's okay now, which, I mean, it, it has no meaning, no nothing. But you want to get rid of music that actually, like, this is stuff they woke up to, a reality, real stuff. So again, to what Mike said, it's just a double standard. It's hypocritical. i it, It's hard to understand.
0: Jump in there, Mark. What do you think, man?
2: I know Mark's brewing right now to say something.
0: <laughs> just don't, you know, and just it, don't get
2: sorry. Don't I, get don't, I was just kicked off, bro. Don't get his canceled. I thought I was getting canceled because my mic was on mute, guys. <laughs> Gabriel Iglesias, the voice of Speedy Gonzalez in the new Space Jam. I think, he's kind of to ruffle, I think he's kind of trying to ruffle a bit of uh, feathers himself. I am the voice, he said this in a tweet, Fluffy Guy, at Fluffy Guy, I am the voice of Speedy Gonzalez, the new Space Jam. Does this mean they are going to try and cancel Fluffy too? You can't catch me, cancel culture. I'm the fastest mouse in all of Mexico. <laughs> so I don't know too much of this story, but I know that it within, I don't know if this, I think this is within the same day that they want to cancel Gonzalez. Or I don't know if this is Iglesias kind of bringing it upon himself. But I know for a fact that Mr. Uh, Pepe Le Pew is already cut from the stiding lineup of Space Jam, a new legacy, and that uh, uh, Speedy Gonzalez could be next. This is crazy, man. I hate to see some of our favorite uh, Looney Tune characters uh, be out of the mix because we know how much we love the one with Jordan before this cancel culture came into effect. So uh, I just hope that – I think that eventually we're going to reach a, a tipping point here, guys. I think that kids these days – they're not as dumb, you know, as we think, you know, we're us millennials. We might try to bag on some of these kids. But, man, I think that kids are going to start being the real woke and really understand that this is just a joke. You know, you can't just be some of this stuff is just so soft, dude. You can't just come up. Mr. Potato Head. You can't have a Mr. Potato. There's already <laughs> the, a Mr. Mis- the, the NBA I mean, refs soft, ref soft. Mr. Potato Head. He has a mustache. You want to cancel his mustache? I mean,
0: you want to be, be fair, too, then go ahead and get rid of Mrs. Potato Head, right? So if you want to take out Pepe Le Pew, but if if you also want to take out Speedy yeah. Gonzalez because it's offensive that because he's a Mexican character, then someone in Texas right now should be on the phone saying that they want to take out Yosemite Sam because that
2: is derogatory towards some. Like yeah, uh-huh. What about the, the devil, man? There's a devil down there in Tasmania. You got to cancel his ass pretty oh, yeah. soon, too, right? Easy.
0: He's a Tasmanian – well, they should just go ahead and change the name of the animal. He's a Tasmanian uh,
2: angel, freaking gopher. Yeah, yeah, Tasmanian (laughs) gopher tearing up the Biella residence lawn. uh, (laughs)
0: It's just kind of crazy times right now. Uh, Aaron, you're right. That's 2021 for you. So hopefully this kind of cancel culture stops. Two more – uh, bits of news, uh, a glitch at HBO Max a couple days ago had families sitting down to a nice PG movie of Tom and Jerry, and it opens up to a four-hour Snyder Cut movie for a couple hours. So some subscribers of HBO Max actually got to see the first two o- – up to the first two hours of the new Justice League Snyder Cut until their you know, their stream or whatever was kind of like cut off because they finally fixed the problem after a few hours. So uh, <laughs> that was pretty crazy. <laughs> I did was- not – I was not one of those people who kind of who, who were fortunate enough to do that. But, yeah,
1: I would be happy to not be one because if I only watched two hours and hella liked it, and it just got cut off. Was, no they it. did I it on be...
2: purpose. I knew they it. Them, they did man. it on purpose to get everyone even more hyped. I did not know this. Thank you. T.I. Their ratings. I knew it. Guy. How excited are you guys for the for the Snyder Cup, man? Oh, because, I've been excited for yeah. ever, ever since they finally said it's happening.
0: I didn't care I'm what talking, I, I
2: know. You're talking years here because I told Alex today. Mm-hmm. We mentioned the Snyder Cut in the shop. I'm like, dude, what the, the damn? All oh, I hear every the Snyder, every damn week, we're talking about <laughs> the damn Snyder Cut, and he was like, "What do you mean?" And I was like, "Bro, so thank you. I got, I finally got the whole Snyder Cut." slow down thank you alex via ti comics now i know i gotta watch man of steel i gotta watch batman superman and now i understand the whole story behind it was that when mr Zack snyder's daughter committed suicide, suicide they had to get this other asshole to come over and he completely effed over that's why i thought justice league was crap when i watched it on tv now i understand why all you guys mike alex the guy at Alex's shop, whoever the hell he was. But now I completely understand. You guys have been pretty much waiting for this shit since like 2017, 2018. I Dude, it's I, crazy. I, I mean, I thought I, I told you. I mean, we no, talked about this. You probably have talked about it, but it <laughs> all made sense today. I'm like, what the – every week is yeah, this all came Snyder together Four, Four hours,
1: bro. The expectations Dude. are high, and I'm excited too. I mean, it's so, true. And,
0: and who am I kidding? It's going to be on the 18th. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I have the day off the next day. Not only do does my son have an appointment, but it's also my wedding anniversary next Friday. So you
2: better, best believe I'm watching I, all four I, hours geez, of that. Yeah. So yeah. I know I gotta. So. Alex told me watch Man of Steel, watch uh, Batman, Superman, that they are great, great movies dating back to 2013 and whatnot. It's, I was like, especially wow. the director's cut of Batman, Superman,
0: Batman. Superman director's cut right. is 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 just like Snyder Cut's going to be. It's better than like the original Batman. So
2: I got to watch those two before next Thursday and I'll be right on par with you guys to talk about it. For We're ready to go for 104, man. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Um. Okay. So finally, Sean. Uh,
0: goodbye, Mark. Uh, Sean. Let's get into some Wanda. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Let's get into WandaVision series finale. So, Mark, this is it, right? If you wanted to then pick up with Falcon got, Winter Soldier. I got,
2: a, I got some news for after WandaVision. So, I
0: got a- so, Falcon Winter Soldier starts next Friday. So we have a week off to just kind of just chill. But Sean, uh, WandaVision. How was your uh, how was your experience to end this show? Because I, I have uh, I have numerous thoughts. the
2: go feels
0: thoughts. So go ahead.
1: there's numerous, which I'm kind of I'd probably just narrow it just to a couple. And I think there's just like just a good uh, mixed raw emotion because you've seen vision and really like the world that Wanda created all went back to that spot that she wanted their house to be at. She created so crazy. This, she created this whole world and what she wanted to be the perfect world. And we obviously know that she is a lot stronger than Ag- Agatha. And she, mm-hmm. in my opinion, and, you know, she trapped her and he even see, you know, uh, Scarlet witch, like you've seen it. She was there. So, Dude, I mean, did you,
0: uh, When she was missing her with her like you know red stuff, I had no idea that she was doing that on purpose to create those runes, like she did down in the basement. I was like, oh my god, she's hella smart. She's taking away her power. She can't use her power because now she's in within the circle of the runes. Oh, that's so badass.
1: Yeah, I just think in the end, like not exactly. I mean, we how long we could talk about this for, man? It's Wanda, and that scene finale was just like just saying so much raw emotion. Yeah. You seen like there were certain scenes where she wasn't like even saying anything. She walked down the street after going to the house when she pretty much mm-hmm. just like closed her own world. And the very, very last scene where, oh my gosh, uh, Rambo,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who she was approached by,
0: hmm. by an agent. Yeah. So scroll. So it was funny because I pointed up before the lady pointed up, before the scroll pointed up. She was like, oh yeah, if a, a friend of your mom's wants to see you. Friend of where and i pointed up and i knew it i knew it was nick fury i i knew it like my mom thinks it's like a captain marvel reference but i know it's it's nick fury he's up in that ship like we saw um, at the end of spider-man yep but did you know and i didn't know this i had to read up on it there was two scenes say what? yeah Exactly. There was two scenes.
1: So after the ones that we always turn oh, this is back.
0: Yes, there was another scene. I'm going to spoil it for you unless you don't want
1: me to. Um, I think I
0: I think what I read was Wanda was trying to um, get into that book that was down in the basement. Mm -hmm. And I forgot the gist of it was that she faintly heard her son screaming for help.
1: Well, it looks like I have 40 seconds of something to watch tomorrow on Disney+. (laughs) Plus.
0: So are they somewhere trapped in like the uh, uh, mul- the multiverse of madness or whatever? Yeah, so it's it's so it's pretty crazy to think of what. But I mean, so and then to go back to the scene where the hex is closing in on them, like like Danielle was like Danielle was uh, bawling her eyes out. My wife, she, she like because she, you know we have kids now. So for them to just be like you know saying goodbye, close the door, and then they're gone, gone, and then. Oh, man, just then the scene where it says, you know, where Vision says, we've said goodbye to each other before. So I think it's safe to say that we'll say, you know, hello again. Hello again. Oh.
1: They're oh. just staring at each other, watching this ice right, about to end soon, and that—that's that's like a lump free- in your throat moment, you know? Oh man! Thank God I watched it when Marissa was at work. I was like, "Oh crap, this that's is gonna right. get a these um, gonna start waterfalls."
0: <laughs> so, uh, first of all, Miller King fifty one, thanks for uh, following on Twitch, and he says that—that's right. Uh, he or she, sorry, uh, she was studying the dark hold. That's what I—that's what I um uh, saw.
1: Right on, right so, on.
0: But amazing, uh, an amazing end to the show. Um, can't wait for for what's to lead it to Doctor Strange 2, to see if we have any tie-ins in the Loki show, in the Falcon Winter Soldier, which starts next week. Um, you know, we have a bunch of things coming out. We have the Eternals. We have tons of things. Captain Marvel 2. It's just going to be uh, amazing. Oh, that's right, yeah. And Hayward? like, What was Hayward doing? Just trying to just, like, straight up get out of the car and just empty a clip on those kids.
1: That boy crazy. What like what the hell? He's... he's yeah i mean thank god he got you know, arrested i mean that guy he's just
0: yeah and then um it's it was cool that that darcy comes in kind of saves the day like oh hey have darcy. fun in jail but then oh. she kind of just she kind of just then disappears you know she did so like it's so like she kind of like went on her way she's gonna be involved in something else maybe it's the new thor here to a whole
1: bunch of things darcy man she's a great character yeah she's very likable she's good
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. So so thank you so much, Marvel. Those first two and a half episodes were like what the hell? And then it just totally blew my mind. Totally blew our my minds. And it still holds up all nine episodes as as one for sure is a top five piece of MCU content.
1: Overall in, content, easily.
0: In in my mind. If you put it up against like, you know, I'd have Infinity War, Endgame, uh Iron Man One, um, you know i love civil war i loved the winter soldier uh thor, Ragnar- there, thor ragnarok it's up there bro it's up there
2: man the only goddamn wanda i know is jamie fox and damn in living color i'll <laughs> rock your world girl. <laughs> wanda i get down with baby but uh yeah as you guys always say uh, it's over now is it gonna continue for a second season mike no i i think i mean the 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 title of the episode
0: was series finale so i think a lot of these shows are going to be a one shot to lead into other movies uh loki i think i already have signed on for season two Two. yes but um
2: like as far as i know falcon winter soldier down with that are you you guys down with that i'm somewhat down with that just because of the fact that we know people's attention spans are so short these days we know how much marvel and the mcu and disney plus and all over the whole uh marvel mcu universe disney whatever you want to call it that they're releasing so much crap coming up in these next two to three years that i think that just if you just continue it i think that it's kind of good that what they're doing and you know just it's like a mini series here now we're getting into falcon Mm -hmm. winter soldier like you mentioned mike then pretty soon we're going to get into something else and i think for I mean, you still
0: have Fantastic Four to get into. You still have X Men to get into. Miller King 51, he says Vision, Vision is still under contract. He thinks he's going to come back as a mentor for Young Avengers. That'd be dope too. And Jimmy o, and uh, Jimmy Wu, he's going to be the next Colson. That's what that's what Miller King 51 says. I mean, th- those are all great, you know, theories. And and those would all work into in Phase Four. Now I totally I agree. Think-
1: I don't even think we mentioned it last week, but I know some news from last week is Kevin Feige already said that he's going to revamp, basically redo the whole X-Men series. So, I yeah. mean, there is so much that's going to be happening in these next couple months and years, X-Men related, Avengers related, the shows we have already scheduled coming out, the movies. It, it doesn't end, man. It doesn't.
2: Yeah.
0: Mark, you said you had a piece of news going from WandaVision to uh, to After After Dark with Mark.
2: After dark remark, I got some news. All of our IDW fans, you guys have a new guy in your stable. Warner Brothers layoffs last year in 2020. You guys all heard about it. It kind of made a huge change into what we see at DC and Time Warner now uh mark doyle man been in the gang for 14 years he was the executive editor at dc he is going to be joining idw guys and his main focus is going to be trying to turn you know these comic book stories into movies pretty much and into shows you know he's trying to turn them into original series via idw um you know there's not much on it i'm getting this story here versus uh comic book or what it cbr.com and uh yeah dude i just think that uh if you guys are into idw books and you guys are excited on thinking that one of your stories that you guys have been reading in the past or the present or maybe even going into the future mark doyle might be your guy uh like i said 14 years executive editor at dc okay um yeah joining idw guys yeah, I think
0: IDW is like teenage mutant ninja, uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles yep. and uh, transformers and, and stuff so like that. So Power Rangers, Power Rangers. I think was that Boom or is that IDW? That
2: might be Boom. I'm, but I'm not, not sure. F-
0: but uh, Daddy A Dog underscore. Thank you so much for following on Twitch as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, Daddy A Dog baby
2: underscore. Let's do it.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty much it for the comic book news. And that's pretty much it for the comic book side of the podcast, and that does it for the podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, Hour and 45 minutes. Thank you, everyone, who has newly subscribed and followed to our Twitch or our YouTube page. If you followed one, please go and follow the other. We uh, release videos every week, some extra content for you. Myself, Mike, Mark, and Sean are here every single week for your guys' entertainment. Uh, For those of you who would love to listen to this also, we release the same episode on Saturday morning. So Take us away, gentlemen. Episode 103 is in the books. Had fun.
1: A lot of fun things happened today, man. Episode 103 was great, but I really wanna thank all the fans, Twitch and YouTube, who did tune in. Some of the new followers were very, very appreciative. If you guys tune into this, like Mike said, tune into all our previous episodes and tune into all the small videos we have with After Dark with Mark, the Back Cave Minutes, and of course the Powers Hours with myself. Again, guys, we are the Comic Bookies Podcast, colliding the world of sports and comics. We have all the social media platforms, so definitely follow us. If you guys have any topics you guys want us to talk about, you know, check us out on Twitter, shoot us a DM, shoot us a tweet, whatever you guys want. In the end, you know, we're just doing this for you guys, and it's a platform for us to just have fun and talk about sports. So, yeah, definitely engage with us. Let us know if there's something you guys want to talk about, certain topic. And yeah, check out 104 next week, guys.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sean, you said it best. But once again, fans all over the globe, all over the world, this is the Comic Bookies Podcast. Check us out. Always shoot us a line. Please leave us a five star review and leave us a comment. Leave us an email if you want at thecomicbookies@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can follow us always on all social media at the comic bookies on all platforms but nonetheless mike you might even want to let us know if we got another fan from all over the world we got fans from i think almost every, <laughs> we got almost every damn continent going now and that's I have another important. one there it is i want mike to share it with us because most importantly it's about the fans and i am so excited to be able to share our Voice all over the world. You know, we come from America, but at the end of the day, I want you, the fans that are chiming in from other countries, let us know about your sports. Let us know about your soccer team. We're huge footy fans here. And just let us know how it's going on your neck of the woods. Because, man, I know that the world is so much bigger than what's going down in America and this damn cancel culture that we got going on right now that I need to cancel the hell out of the cancel culture. But (laughs) nonetheless, man, please chime Chime in with us, just uh, vibe with us, share the podcast with your loved ones. Like we always say every episode, but man, I'm excited. One Oh three, uh, great books, Snyder cut next week. Wanda vision just ended. Let's just get into it, baby. Uh, I'm excited. Thank you guys. I'm excited to be back this week and, uh, looking forward to next week. Let's go, man. Hell yeah. Uh, to close out the episode, uh, Aaron, uh, He's
0: asking, will next week be live too? We are going forward. Most of our episodes, we're going to try every single week. We're going to go live. So please tune in. Uh, Miller King underscore 51. Our YouTube is just search the comic bookies. You can search it. It's not all one word. It's just three separate words. So please subscribe to our YouTube page because there's a lot more than just these live episodes. Uh, subscribe to us on your iTunes, on your Google podcast, or your Amazon Prime Uh Uh, music Spotify all those you can catch us at but for Mark and for Sean this has been Mike this has been the comic podcast thank you so much I think they're not new countries but welcome back listeners in the United Kingdom and Morocco Uh, Mark you missed Costa Rica Morocco baby
2: Morocco baby uh,
0: you missed uh, Costa Rica last week as a new brand new country so we are all over the world thank you so much for tuning in live on YouTube and Twitch enjoy the sports enjoy the comics and enjoy each other have a great weekend see y'all next week
2: peace always enjoy each other and enjoy getting your comics from treasure island comics and nonetheless we are turning the tides it is march daylight savings is happening in hard town so let's do it baby summer is close upon us this damn coronavirus is getting his ass kicked and tcb is doing it worldwide baby let's go